Whether you're the storyteller or the listener, stories teach, inspire, heal, and connect. Welcome to Journeys of Motherhood, where everyday mums share their extraordinarily ordinary stories. Well, hello, everyone. It has been far out, just simply way too long since I have done a Journey of Motherhood podcast. I feel really rusty, so please bear with me. Um, Those of you who have tuned in before, you will know that I am Kirsten Bouse and I am the owner of both the psychology practice in Perth and also a business called The Conscious Mother. And for those of you who haven't heard of me before, The Conscious Mother is really all about helping mothers live the life they want to live and be the mother that they want to be. And for me, one of the biggest things that I love to offer, and it really and truly is my happy place, is I run retreats for mums where we really kind of dive pretty deeply into those challenging places of ourselves um, in order to, I guess, really understand what's going on for us and also to release ourselves from those shackles which we tend to, I guess, have had created through childhood, adolescent, adult experiences. So on retreat, we cover lots of different things. We cover everything from our own experiences of being parented to our experiences of being a mother to our relationship with the father of our kids or our partner they might be one and the same it also very much there's a lot of focus um, on who we are in our working lives i meet many women who have fabulous careers or are really involved in building an amazing business Um, and often uh, that group of mums who i call ambitious mums and i would call myself an ambitious mum too have a particular um, juggle on how can i be the best at my business or my career and also be the mum that I want to be. So they're just some of the things that we cover on retreat and it truly is, as I said, my happy place and every mother who's come on retreat to date has just found it the most phenomenal and very, very unique experience as well. As far as I'm aware, there's nothing like it in Australia. But here we are, we're on the journey of motherhood and I created this podcast series because I just sit and listen to mums all the time with the most amazing stories and I'm constantly, you know, just amazed by what women uh, deal with, face, grow through, overcome and you know what, they're all ordinary women. I like to think of them as extraordinarily ordinary women. And I really know that telling your story and also sharing and listening to someone else's story is a really healing experience for all of us. And so I decided I wanted to create a platform for that. And so that's how the journey of motherhood has come about. There's a few episodes up my sleeve. I'd love you to have a listen to them because I'm sure you'll get something out of all of them. But today... We are talking with Natalie and Natalie is 
the mother of Amber, who's three and a half years of age, and she's going to share her story about motherhood, but particularly about finding her thing. And if you could see me, you'd see I was doing the quote things with my fingers. Um, that makes her happy and a better mother and wife. So hi, Nat. Thanks for coming in today and sharing your story. Can you tell um, our listeners just a little bit about yourself before we launch into, I guess, your bigger story? Hi, Kirsten. Thank you. Yeah, look, I'm um, a mother, as you said, to Amber, who's three and a half, and a wife. I've been with my husband since uh, we were in year 12, actually, 17, so almost half my life, which is really scary. Wow. <laughs> and um, over the last few years, I've become a super keen runner and uh, actually been running marathons and um, ticked off my ultimate bucket list with a run, which is the New York Marathon in November just last year. Um, so oh, that's wow. me. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. You're pretty. Well, I think you're amazing right from the get go because I am not a very good land based animal. Yeah. <laughs> put, put me in a pool and it's one thing, but um, I'm deaf. I'm a walker. I walk lots. I'm about 24Ks a week. But um, yeah, yeah I definitely, I'm definitely not a runner, that's for sure. But um, so, I mean, God, the, the concept and the experience of motherhood is pretty full and big and expansive. And so there would be a million things that you and I could talk about and um, all of them would be little gems, I think, of wisdom and um, insight for other mums to listen to. But what I'd really love to hear more about is your you know, I guess the experience of motherhood that you think has been really profound or something that has been profoundly impactful for you, maybe outside of mother, but motherhood, but has, you know, impacted you and your um, role as mum in a really positive way. So where would you like to start? If I, I think we start back when I went back to work post maternity leave. So my daughter yep. was eight months old. I uh, went back into my um, job of um, sales in packaging, working mm -hmm. four days a week. And I just, I hated it. I mean, prior to having my daughter, I, I loved it. I really loved sales. But when I went back, I just didn't enjoy it at all. And I just, mm -hmm. I just hated the robot that I had become. So, you know, wake mm -hmm. up, rush her out the door at 10 to 7 in the morning, get to work for 7.30, work, rush home, cook dinner. It just, the whole Groundhog Day was really, had such a profound impact on me that it just, you know, I just felt like I was living to live. And yeah. for someone who's been really ambitious and, um, you know, loves, you know, doing spontaneous things and having a great time, this was, this was a huge, huge shift for me. And I actually, when I went back, made the decision, I said to my husband, I set a big goal and uh, I think I was due to be 35 later that year in December. And I said to him, by the time I'm 35, I'm going to be in my new career. I'm making a change. That's, that's my focus. And from there, mm -hmm. I just developed um, and, just, and just grew in terms of what I wanted to do. And that actually turned into creating my own business around my passion for running. And, yeah, yeah. And, and it's just been such a massive impact on me um, positively in terms of my learning and development and growth. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to come back to that. But before I do, 
I'm dead curious. What was your husband's reaction to this big change that you decided you were going to make? <laughs> Do you know what? I think he's just, because we've been together for so long, I think he knows that I'm the sort of person that once I've set my mind to something and I've put it out there in terms of what I'm going to do that he knows that I'm going to make it happen Mm. so he he wasn't surprised actually (laughs) but he sort of more said well you know what are you going to do you know and and look Mm. and in all honesty you know I was in a comfortable job and you know some really good perks financially um so yeah but I don't I don't think he was surprised yeah okay was he he supportive yeah, he was. Yeah, definitely was supportive. Yes, definitely. Yeah. He wanted to know um, he's not really a person for change, so he does struggle with change. So he wanted to know that there was going to be a bit of security there. Yeah. Um, but for me, I quite like taking risks. And, you know, the bigger um, goal for me was having, um, you know, a healthier family environment in terms of my mm-hmm. um, well-being and, and my mindset because I wanted to that, yeah. that to flow on to the rest of my family. So, um, yeah, for me, that was my focus over, you know, um, having a job that was secure. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so how did you... I guess, get to the point where you knew you wanted a change, Um, you knew you didn't want to continue living the way you were living and working the way you were working. So how did you work out what you wanted to do? How, How did you work out what you wanted life to look like? So I've always had a desire to own my own business, but I had no idea in what. And it really just come back to me sort of digging deep to um, my values and what I valued in life. It was funny. And they say things happen for a reason. I was actually involved in a project where I was um, working on the company's um, vision, purpose and values because they'd gone through a management change. And I thought, here I am. I haven't even really focused on what my own values are today now as a mum to a, a, Mm. a baby and working. And that really just come down to me. Yeah. Identifying what my values are, what I wanted from life, what was important to me. And then, you know, Mm. putting that into fruition and, um, and then a, you know, sort of little epiphany happened and voila, the rest was history. And I, you know, um, created the business. It's interesting that you talk about values and and not having revisited them since you became a mum because that's a really big part of, um, I guess, the conscious mother and we don't... um, we don't necessarily workshop that on retreat in a really practical way as I imagine you were doing for that company. But mm. it's certainly something that from that emerges um, from retreat and I encourage people to take away and continue to work on because I just think when we have clarity around our values, both as a person And then within that, our values as a mother and perhaps our values as a working woman or a business owner, you know, however, whatever language you want to use, I think um, life becomes, well, I was going to say easier. I'm not sure if it becomes easier because um, we can still be challenged, but I think sometimes it makes decisions a lot clearer. Um, because we can come back to whether or not that fits with our values um, yeah. if we know them. If we don't know yes. them, then we'll be kind of floundering and it's a bit of a scattergun approach and things. 
So when you worked out your values, what did you find and where did it take you? So for me, um, the biggest value was that I wanted to not so much be in control of my life, but at least um, feel like I had some control within my life because at that mm. point, and I think particularly with motherhood, that's something that I really did um, struggle with was that all of a sudden, you know, I was 33 and um, I didn't have that control. And it mm. was, you know, I was very much um, dictated by my daughter's time and my daughter's routines. And, yeah. Um, the, yeah, the biggest value was that I just wanted to gain some, some control, not necessarily within sort of the motherhood, but, but other areas of my life because I felt mm. like I wasn't in control, particularly with the work. And, um, you know, I didn't feel like I had the support there at work either. So mm. it was really important to me to, to gain some more um, well, control. I mean, control is such a strong word, but, um, yeah, just to gain some, get some um, of me back, um, you know, mm. outside my motherhood role. That was really important to me. And it was, mm. you know, identifying what I wanted to do and where did I see myself and, mm. and, um, and how did I want to um, come across to my daughter as well. I didn't want to be yeah. someone who was who was stressed and constantly tired and you know would get frustrated you know quickly because of because of all those things and the pressures of work so mm. it was really important that I um yeah was living in the moment and being present and and all those sorts of things so it's amazing when you do identify your values how those little things come come out actually which you'd never even really sort of you know notice before or think of yeah yeah it's funny um psychologists have this Term and it's called cognitive dissonance um, and essentially it's kind of a reference to when our behaviour is out of sync with our beliefs and it creates an enormous amount of internal conflict and um, it's been around for a long, long time, that phrase, because uh, we've really recognised how much internal angst it creates when we are either expected to or we are expecting ourselves to behave in a way that, yeah, it just simply isn't aligned with who we are and what we think is most important. And I do know that when, when we are living out of alignment, that is when we feel very stressed. That's when we get irritable and frustrated and burnt out and um, often very, very jaded. And it can be a bit of a, you know, a spiral downwards. And then we can feel trapped and not know how to get out of it. And then it can feel insurmountable. So there's a lot of um, big things that if we live with this cognitive dissonance for long enough, we can end up quite in a tough space that is difficult to get ourselves out of. If we can recognise it sooner and take what is often felt like bold action to change what we need to change, um, the payoffs are there, though, as you said. You know, you, you feel differently. You look at life differently. You relate to your daughter differently because mm. you're in a good space within yourself. You're living in alignment with your values. So tell me, tell us all a little bit about, you know, where that led to then for you. It's incredible, actually, when I look back on it now, but I've, um, you know, come to a whole 
new level of being really because I've, you know, um, learnt so much. I've um, developed my learning. I've, you know, went into health and wellness coaching, um, even just learnt so many new practices. Um, mm. I've slightly, um, become slightly addicted to podcasting <laughs> and, aud- and audio books. I was just, I think I was just craving learning because yes. I just wanted to grow and, mm. um, it's, 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 it's amazing that just from setting that one goal that how much my, my life and my perspective and my thinking has just advanced. So, um, yeah, it was a really profound um, change actually in my life. Mm. What's one thing that you think, because um, I can hear that there's loads of gains, so what's perhaps one of your most treasured gains from having taken this journey and walked down, you know, a new path, an entirely new path? Uh, you know what, it's definitely finding meaning in your life and work. I mean, I used to hear that, but never really could sort of relate to, you know, what do you mean in finding meaning in your work? You know, I sort of thought, well, I'm here to work and do a career. But I've really learned that when you do have meaning and you um, are passionate about wanting to help others, that mm. Um, that flows into your own motivation and confidence as well. And initially I thought, oh, is, am I doing that for selfish purposes because I'm looking for, um, you know, motivation and to feel good about myself? But I thought, but in helping other people, why shouldn't I also feel good as well? If they're starting to feel good because I'm helping them, why shouldn't I also have that flow and effect as well? So um, definitely I'm really big on um, and I really, I really appreciate, you know, um, that whole notion around having purpose and, and having meaning and giving meaning back to, um, you know, other people. Yeah, yeah. That sounds great. And, I mean, it's certainly, you know, it's why I do what I do as well. And I think um, that, you know, that it's just such a reciprocal experience that when you give, you know, your talents or wherever they may lie, um, it does feel really profound and the the when you get to see the impact the positive impact of that then it just further motivates you and fulfills you and things that's my experience anyway yeah what what were some of the challenges though that you had with making such a big change um I think you always go through a period of Mm self-doubt and sort of think you know is this really the right change that I should be doing so, you know, there's a bit of work there involved in terms of, um, yeah, overcoming some of those mindset blocks and, mm-hmm. and some of those obstacles that I would see ahead of me or think that were mm-hmm. impossible. Um, and because I was so consumed in learning, I was becoming to feel like, um, you know, I was focusing too much on that. And so mm-hmm. almost like I was, you know, my daughter would go to bed and so then I would jump on the laptop and, and you know, and learn and um, you know, try out some new practices and things. And then I thought, well, hang on, I'm neglecting my husband here as well with that too. So there's been a lot of work that I've had to do around time and creating those yeah. barriers um, around or putting barriers up around time to make sure that, um, you know, I'm taking that downtime as well and not just, mm. uh, you know, not just constantly learning. <laughs> yeah, I am an absolute learning junkie, absolute learning junkie as well. And I think, um, 
you know, I think that for those of us who like to learn, particularly when it's related to maybe running a business or pursuing a career, it becomes, or even motherhood. I know plenty of mothers who read 10 times more books than I do on parenting and motherhood <laughs> um, and listen to all the podcasts about it. So I think, you know, it, there's something within a bunch of us women that really drive us to consume a lot of information and try and digest it. And I think it's about, you know, doing the best job that we can in whatever area that we're wanting to do that. And it is very easy because it's so fascinating and it does fulfill that part of us that loves to learn. It becomes very easy for that to become our downtime. I've noticed. Um, and yet downtime really needs to involve those you know, connections with our partners and kids and things um, and friends, extended family, all of that. So, yeah, putting boundaries in place is, is really important. I think the first thing is recognising that you need to and it can take a little while before you start to notice, mm, actually, the last X amount of weeks um, I've been back on the laptop you know, or in front of the Kindle or headphones in with the podcasts. Um, and I actually haven't just hung out with, you know, my partner or, yeah. And then when you start having those niggles, it's like, ah, okay, I've got to do something about it. So with all of that though, I mean, you've, you've made this massive change in your life. It's a very meaning and purpose-driven life that you live now you've been really clear that it's helped you, I guess, feel very fulfilled and you feel as though it's really helped you be the wife and mum that you want to be. Um, and you, the challenge has been managing time, which I think is a really common challenge. So what is it that you have built? What do you do? Tell us a bit about that. So my initial business when I went on this uh, goal chasing uh, campaign was I created a business around running to motivate people to run and uh, get more people running because I loved it. Um, mm -hmm. But I've since actually gone on to do health and wellness coaching um, because Ooh. I love working with um, women and, and just love talking about uh, running and having that hobby for yourself. Mm. Um, because I know what running does for me and I was always having too many conversations with friends and family who you know said they didn't have time to to go out and pursue something for themselves and you know and probably the biggest thing was that they didn't know where to start mm. so um, part of that and the reason I went down the path of health and wellness coaching was trying to help people to um, break down those um, you know time obstacles and um, help them start to see that they can um, you know make some time for themselves around hobbies and passions and um, I actually did a survey recently with about 200 women and you know um, 80% of them all felt most fulfilled within family life, but it was the mm. hobby um, that they were really mm. missing and um, mm. it was, you know, getting active mm. and getting healthy yeah. again. Mm. Um, and that really pushed me again to go down that, that coaching path. Yeah, I think um, the word that I constantly or constantly pops into my head when I talk with mums, either mums in my personal life or my working life, is permission. I think we're really bad at giving ourselves permission to have our own thing. Um, mm. And particularly if your own thing is, is still different from your working life. 
Um, I know for me, I get to do my thing and have my thing through my business and, you know, particularly the Conscious Mother Retreats. Yes, it's it's part of my business, but really it is my thing. It's it's something just got, yeah, I've said it's my happy place and, and it is. Um, and I, so if, if your working life isn't your thing, then not only are you trying to obviously run a house and be a mum, then you've got work and then, you know, it's like, well, how can I find that time? And I think we can always carve out a little bit of time here and there, but we actually have to, the barrier to that is we don't give ourselves permission to do that. There's always, always a million other things that we could be doing. We could always keep the house tidier. We could always create more nutritious and fancy food. We can always do more work. We can always catch up with our friends more. Um, and again, you know, catching up with our friends is great. But um, you know, there's sometimes there's more that we want to do, and we just don't give ourselves permission mm-hmm. to do that. So I think offering a service where you really help women challenge the thinking that they have around. A, finding their thing and then doing their thing, <laughs> the thing, <laughs> um, mm. is just so, so valuable. Um, it's really, really great to hear that there's um, someone out there doing that. So what is the name of your business, just out of curiosity? So it's called Be More. So that's uh, M-O-O-R-E. It's a play yep. on my surname, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I think there's a reason why I married my husband and take his yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So, and we can just find you on Facebook and Instagram. Yes, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Yes, so Instagram's yep. Be More Wellness and Facebook Be More Coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, or my website's beemore.com.au. Fabulous. That will have a couple of our listeners at the very least stalking you and seeing what it is you're up to and, and what you offer and learning a little bit more about your approach. Um, but before we kind of um, start heading towards a bit of a wind up, I try and keep these podcasts um, doable in a time frame so that you know, mums are able to begin and end a whole podcast, maybe in the drive to school and then also the pick up. Or, <laughs> um, um, I'd really love to, I guess, hear what you think is one of the things that's been most useful for you. Um, one of the lessons or even a quote that you feel has really um underpinned this life that you've created for yourself that's so aligned with your values yeah definitely the number one quote which i heard on a podcast and i can't remember who originally said it but it's uh it headlines my website actually that our energy flows where our attention goes our energy flows where our attention goes yeah love it love it and it just surmises you know everything that I've sort of gone through the last um couple of years that I set that goal and you know everything come to fruition from having that focus on that one goal yeah I think um I think I'm just writing that down actually (laughs) 
Um, I think there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of research around um, goal setting and they certainly know that I mean, it's just been tried and tested for way too many years for us to ignore or dismiss. Mm. The reality is that if we actually write our goals down as well, that we are far more likely, and I'm not going to even try and give you the statistics of how much more likely because that's going to just be pulling it from thin air, um, but, you know, it just increases the likelihood of us meeting and achieving those goals so much more than if we, A, certainly if they're never fully formed in our mind, B, even if we don't talk about them with other people. Um, So I think our energy flows, where our attention goes, kind of hooks into that sense of, well, what is it that I want to achieve and maybe writing it down and at least having a think about the steps that you need to take in order Mm. to get there. Um, I think that's really important. And so with all of that, just also share with us, what's one thing about the motherhood experience you've had so far that you're most thankful for? Do you know, I think, I don't think I would be where I am today had I not become a mother. Um, I was never the maternal type. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, going into motherhood was such a challenge that I feel like at the moment I could do anything Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's that other quote, anything is, anything is possible. So mm-hmm. I'm really thankful that I do have her in my life and um, have been able to watch her do things um, without fear or without any mm-hmm. sort of, um, you know, um, concern that something will go wrong. And that's, and that's definitely the mentality that I've taken into my life and the things that I'm creating for myself and my family. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because my youngest is is 10 next month and he's a very persistent fellow. You know, he doesn't give up easily, which is wonderful in terms of learning new things. It's infuriating when he's being difficult. (laughs) Um, But my next one up, um, he can give up a little more easily. And I do often say to him, do you know how many times you stood up and fell down before you actually learned to walk? Uh, You know, somewhere along the line, we can easily lose perspective on just how much you know, practice everything requires. And yeah, toddlers, toddlers never think, stop and think, oh, I'll give up on this. You know, I haven't learned to walk after 10 goes, so I just won't walk at all. You know, we, they just keep going and going. And I think there's some great lessons that we can learn from that, a way they approach life and learning for sure. So I I really appreciate um, what your daughter's giving you and the fire in the belly that it's, um, she's also giving you as well to to keep living this life that you've created. It's it's wonderful to see. Yeah, and I, I definitely feel the same way actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would love to just say thank you so much for joining us today. It's been great to hear um, from you about your journey and to kind of unpack it a little bit more. Certainly if anyone wants to know any more, about you then they can have a look at your Facebook page and your Instagram page Um, I'll also pop them in the show notes so people can just kind of click on the links and find their way to you Um, and you know I as I said to you at the beginning it's just so wonderful to collect people's stories I guess and um, I feel very very 
honoured to be able to do that and be given permission to then share them with the masses um, because I do know that somewhere out there a mum will listen to this who's maybe thinking about making a big change in her life um, and just needs that little bit of encouragement by listening to someone like yourself and your story that what's brewing inside her is really a worthwhile thing for her to pursue and that there's good things that will come of it. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for giving me your time. Um, I do really, really appreciate it. And um, maybe I can tune in with you a little bit down the track when Amber's, um, you know, a little bit older and, and see where you're at because my hunch is you're just going to keep evolving. <laughs> not going to rest on your laurels for too long um and you may have nailed another marathon by then i'm quite sure <laughs> yeah. possibly we'll we'll see but I'm, I'm a big believer in paying it forward so uh you know always happy to connect and and share my story if someone can take you know even the smallest piece of information from it yeah thank you thanks again so um Everyone, thank you for tuning in and listening to my conversation with Nat from Be More. Uh, I think you would have really enjoyed this one and stay tuned for our next podcast, which we will be also sharing shortly. And if there is anything you'd like to know about the Conscious Mother Retreats that isn't answered through stalking me on Instagram or Facebook or reading the information on the website, please reach out to me. Um, I'm really happy to answer some questions and I've also got some uh, webinars I've recorded previously which people can find quite useful to have a watch of in their own time to decide you know whether the retreats for them or not I'd love to see you on retreat as I said it's a pretty powerful and unique experience and one which you will undoubtedly walk away from being the same but also changed which I know sounds really bizarre but that's kind of how it is and once again, thanks for listening and have a fabulous day.